0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Bar with Judy Rice. And My name is Sam, and I'm here by myself today.
1: <laughs> funny. <laughs> that was good, Sam. I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got to I gotta start surprising you every time yeah. I'm going to try yeah. to do something different.
1: Good. Yeah, welcome to Behind the Bar without Judy Rice.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh,
0: that's so funny. It's good to see you. I feel like we haven't. Well, we haven't talked in a, a few days, and then I know. we're recording in the morning, which is like new for us too.
1: I know, I know, it's true. But you know what? Today is a super busy day for me, um, simply because I've got a lot of things going on with Michigan. We're f- finishing up a residency for our um, annual concert, which will be put up on YouTube. So I, I'm, I have to zoom into that and catch that final rehearsal and and uh, auditions. Um, finishing up wrapping those things up and um what else there seems like the, oh and then you know coaching a few students over zoom so it's it's a it's a busy day yeah what's, w- what's a weekend
0: <laughs> yeah really <laughs> <laughs> how many days of auditions left do you have
1: we're done we're done we did, oh, we, okay. did a, we did the last one on friday nice, nice. so now i just need to i, I need to review everything so mm-hmm. that's great it's fun actually it's you know it's not like tedious work for me it's fun work you know right
0: right yeah I uh I have an audition coming up on the 20th I guess the music program runs later
1: well you know what I do not know this for a fact but they could be staggering them just so that admissions isn't overloaded and you know because everybody's doing it via zoom right Mm -hmm. yours is right yeah 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 good
0: well, since we have a busy day ahead of us, why don't we get into it? I think today, last week we talked about importance of friendships, and this episode kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with that, kind of in family and chosen family. And we've talked about, you've hinted at your Canadian parents on the previous episodes, but I think today we wanted to talk about getting into how you were connected with them in the first place.
1: Okay. Well, um, it, yeah, it was really kind of interesting because it, it was just... The first moment I saw the woman I call my Canadian mother, her name is Jane Smith, and she used to be the art history teacher at Canada's National Ballet School. And our classroom was in a house, actually, and um, so technically it was it was a, a bedroom, right? So it was it was obviously a big house with you know a very large bedroom, but so anyway, she she comes barreling in the door with carrying a screen and a projector and it's it's cumbersome, right? And she's in this bright colored dress and she's just charging away. Like, didn't, didn't ask for help, just, okay, gonna get this done. And, and she walks up to the front of the room, sets up the screen, sets up the projector and she's showing us slides of Italy. And i I literally I'm speechless. I can't take my eyes off of her. Her energy was just so in in our space, mm-hmm. right? It was it was contagious. And so she's showing us slides of Italy, and i I'm looking at the slides, but I'm watching her more than I'm watching the slides because i'm I'm just mesmerized by her. And I'm twelve years old, right? And she's showing us slides of Italy, and she says, and when you go to Italy, and you go to this particular museum, you need to make sure that either you go to this marvelous little cafe right around the corner. And I, in my head, I, <laughs> I thought, she just said, when I go to Italy, oh, my gosh, wow. I love this woman. I want her to be my mother. And she was just, you could tell she loved us, but she was also strict. Like you had, to, you had to adhere to the room by her rules. Oh my gosh, I just realized who I am like in my room.
0: <laughs> Most people are afraid of turning into their mother, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. As I just said that, I was like, oh, oh, there we go. Well, good, look at what she gave me, right? Um, so in any case, you know, every Friday we had an art history class and, and I don't think it was that year. It wasn't that year. Um, I didn't go to her, uh, cottage for Canadian Thanksgiving. I went to another classmate's house and then, but the next year, um, Mrs. Smith used to take home what, what I figured were the strays, which was generally the Americans, right? Because everybody knows that Canadian Thanksgiving is different holiday than American Thanksgiving. And the Canadian Thanksgiving is only three days. And this is 1974, right? In 1974, you didn't fly somewhere for a day or two or three. You mm-hmm. flew somewhere for two weeks, right? It was, And you dressed up to get on a plane, right? I remember the first time I wore sweats on a plane, I was like, oh, I'm breaking the rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, my grandpa said that when he was a kid, he had to uh, like put on a suit to go on the plane.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly like, right.
0: a, you know, like five year old or something. He's like in a full suit on the plane.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So. She takes me to her cottage, along with a couple of other the, of, of the Americans, and this is the it is an incredible property. And she was just so gracious, as was her husband, my Canadian father, who I call Daddy Stevie. Um, and so and and Jane has four children. And she brings home, you know, I think there was four of us, like three Americans and one Canadian who lived in British Columbia. So same thing. It's just too far. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was just the most marvelous weekend I've ever experienced in my entire life. In my house, there wasn't breakfast, lunch and dinner made. Well, it it was in Jane's house. It was unbelievable. I, I mean, I remember waking up to the smell of bacon and coffee and being completely astounded and, you know, and then everybody sat around the, the, the dining room table, which is this long, huge table. And, you know, and then we would go outside and hike and it was beautiful and it was just incredible. And that sealed the deal for me. I'm like, okay, this is it. I get hot food three times a day and everybody's laughing and having a good time.
0: Almost like prison, but better.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're so funny. So in any case, um, I think later on that year, it was early. Uh, I think later on that year, I had had a bad class or something and was crying in the hallway outside of the girls dressing room because I didn't want to go in the dressing room and let my friends see me or something. I don't know. I don't really remember the specifics of it. Um, but she saw me in the hallway crying and in her way, she just looked at me and she said, it was Friday. And she said, I need a babysitter tonight. Tell residents I'm picking you up at seven 30. And I was like, oh, okay. So I go back to the residents and I'm like, Mrs. Smith is picking me up and I'm spending the night at her house. And, and they said, okay. So she picks me up, takes me home. And I walk into this beautiful house and, and she says, very matter of factly, go upstairs to the third floor. Uh, the boys' names are Philip and Graham. Tell them that it's time for them to put their books down and just turn out, say goodnight, and turn out the light. When you come down, come down to the second floor. I will have run a bath for you. And so I turn out the light, I say good. I meet the boys, I say goodnight, turn out the light, I come down, I I I walk in, there's this bubble bath. Run for me. So and she says, and when you're done, just come down and you'll have dinner with my husband and me. And so I go downstairs and it's just me. I'm so and I'm terrified because they are they're so intelligent and well read and I I and worldly. I have so much respect for them and always have had so much respect for them. So I had dinner with them and and then you know, I spent the night and I think the next day <laughs> She came in the morning and she, she, I was lying on my stomach and she rubbed the back of my, my back like between my shoulder blades and just sort of said, You don't have to get up yet. I'm just, just stay here. I'll be back in 15 minutes to get you up. And she left. And I thought to myself, This is the nicest woman I've ever met in my entire life. My mother used to wake me up by banging on a frying pan downstairs with a wooden <laughs> oh God. spoon. God. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, ah. I, 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 uh. I'm 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 just astounded. So this so I periodically would come ho- home to and for those of you who can't see me I'm I'm using air quotes, you know, to babysit. But I ended up becoming friends with all four of the kids and and then it was just tradition that I would be there every Canadian Thanksgiving and then and then it turned into I would stay for spring break and I would be with them or I would stay after summer school and go to the cottage with them in the summer and I just kind of became you know, one of the family. And you know, what's really interesting is, um, so not a fan of Valentine's day right now as a kid, I was, but you know, it's when you're single, it's, you know, whatever, right. You know, it's just, I know it's just a a Hallmark holiday when you're with someone, you can say, Oh, it's a Hallmark holiday. But when you're single, you're like, I don't have anybody, (laughs) (laughs) but I was there. I spent the night on February thirteenth. I'll never forget this. I was in ninth grade. Came downstairs. There was a uh, my my placemat was set out for me. They had gone cross country skiing or something, and there was and there was a note that said, "Happy Valentine's Day." Your plate is in the oven, and there were chocolates on my placemat. And again, I, I mean, I could cry right now. It was such a sweet thing. It was so small, but such a sweet thing. And then I went to school and had class and then had a rehearsal with my very favorite ballet teacher, Glenn Gilmore. And he had choreographed this work called Two Dozen Red, which we all loved. And so I had this magnificent rehearsal. It's Still to date, the best Valentine's Day I've ever had in my entire life. And, um, you know, it's been over and over the gifts that the whole family has given me by allowing me to to be a part of their world and i am now the the, i'm godmother to the um jane and stephen's 10th grandchild and when that happened jane hugged me and she said now you're really family and 12 years ago at Christmas, it was Christmas Day, and after Christmas dinner, we were getting ready to leave. And, and I I I hugged Daddy Stevie and I said, I can't thank you enough for welcoming me, welcoming me into your family all of these years. And I said, You have no idea what it's what it's meant to me. And he said, Oh, but, oh, but dear, you don't realize it goes both ways. And I didn't believe him because I figured I was really getting the better end of the deal. And, and then I had trouble. No, I, I didn't have trouble. I confessed to them. I don't know, not that Christmas day, but another dinner when I was up there that I had starved when I was living in New York, I literally had no money. And that I, um, I, so I told him the story and he said, Why didn't you call me? Why didn't you call me? I would have helped you. And I and I looked at him and I said, I it never occurred to me because I this is I would never ask you for money. This is not about money. This has just been about love, friendship, and love, right? But you know, that stuck with me what he said 12 years ago. And the amazing thing is the one of the things I'm gonna take out of this pandemic. is i'm experiencing the exact same relationship with all of my students right now it is remarkable how much they are giving back to me and how incredible it is to be on this side when i thought when i was a student it was all about me and um so i think the lesson here is even over zoom you can feel love and compassion through that screen and uh i'm i'm so thankful excuse me i'm so thankful for all of these friendships and the care it's really pretty magnificent so you know and it's been a lifetime you know i've known them for You know, I don't want to say how many years, but a lot. (laughs) Can I just say a lot?
0: Yeah, just cap it (laughs) at a lot.
1: (laughs) So anyway, I thank you, the Smiths, all of you.
0: Amazing. Yeah, and I think especially during this time of the pandemic, just I think we've all appreciated just like the interactions that we get to have with people because we're so like cut off from everyone. So it's anytime you do get to connect with someone that you care about; it's that much more special. Yeah,
1: you know it's so true, and 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 I think we can talk about this more. But you know, I'm actually falling in love with Zoom. I really am. I had the best class the other day because, you know, I I I was determined to dive through that screen in the fall, and and I think I kind of figured out a way how to do it. Well, and also, you know, with my quiet, timid personality, it was really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I really love is that my students are are breaking through the screen back at me on the other end. Like it used to be a little daunting that I, I couldn't hear them because it wasn't the same as the classroom where they would respond to me or speak to me or we would have a banter. or. But now I can see it. We are bantering. We are bantering visually, but I can see them reacting. I can see them. And in fact, the other day, <laughs> this was so funny. The other day I had a laugh attack. Like you know those laughs where you just can't like you're it's like you're not supposed to break out laughing and and you but I couldn't control it. I literally I was like crying. I was laughing so hard because I I just had a memory of a of a co- previous conversation right as I was demonstrating an exercise and it took over and I I was laughing so hard and and I was doubled over. And at one point I looked up at the screen. I mean, they were all laughing. I couldn't hear them, but I could see them. And they were all laughing really hard just at me laughing, right? That even laughter is contagious in silence.
0: Yeah. In a vacuum.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I guess, you know, it's all about communication and however you can communicate. And right now that is what we have, which is great. You know, I'm I'm a proponent.
0: Yeah, I, I know don't... people sorry, Sam. No, no, I I was just gonna say I've definitely noticed like, you know, friends that I've had in the past, like, you know, through school and everything, and you know, when you leave school and people move away, you kinda of fall out of touch. But it's been nice to like Zoom has provided a level of consistency in communicating with those friends. Like friends that like from years and years ago we've been getting together every week and you know, over Zoom and playing games and talking and it's like really nice to uh To check in and like i definitely see that continuing after after this yeah
1: so you know i think the other thing i would like to say right now even though this is kind of off topic from you know friends and family but you know i i think we can flip the switch and and never use the word zoom words zoom fatigue ever again It's all a matter of how you look at it. Like right now, I was a little tired before we got on this call, but to see the two of you, which by the way, one of our producers, Jack Mastriani is here as well. And he just waved at you just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) You can say hi, Jack. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're glad to have you here, Jack. Jack is at the airport actually and still managed to make the call. Talk about a a dedicated producer. Yeah, we wow. love you. Um I'm not sure where was I going?
0: Zoom fatigue.
1: Zoom fatigue. Yeah. I I don't I don't I don't think I don't think that can be a thing. I think I think we can turn this around and and be I think we should be grateful. Really be grateful for it. You know, I don't think I've told this story but stop me Sam if we if I have. Okay. Uh one day I clicked on the call and I have a a TV on my wall and that's how I, I mirror my computer to the TV and that's how I teach. And I move my furniture around so that my living room becomes a dance studio. And I looked at my students, there were 44 of them on this, on my TV and I looked at them and I'm telling you the mood was so heavy, so heavy. And I went, whoa, whoa, unmute. What is going on with you? What I said, the mood right now is so heavy. My TV is about to fall off the wall. (laughs) And they all unmuted. And and one of them went, well, it's just that we've been on Zoom. You know, it was Thursday. Since Monday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. And I go, stop it. I don't want to hear it. Oh, my gosh, this is Jane Smith. I'm totally being Jane Smith right now. (laughs) Anyway, I go, stop it. I don't want to hear it because you know why? You know what they had to do in the last pandemic? What was it? 18, no, sorry, 1918, right? You know what they had to do? They had to read (laughs) by candlelight. (laughs) You get the opportunity to actually see your friends. You get the opportunity to actually get your education. And I said, you know what? I don't want to hear it. You're tired of screens? Here's the deal get your education first. If you're tired, then don't go on TikTok, don't go on Facebook, don't go on Instagram, don't go on Snapchat. I don't wanna hear about it. Anybody over 35 can complain about Zoom, can complain about everything that they have to do with computers right now. But you, you were born with a screen in your hand. I go, in fact, you are a screen, let's go. (laughs) Which, you are a screen, doesn't make any sense, but I was on a roll. Right. (laughs) It's kind of like Animal House. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Germans. Forget it. He's rolling. <laughs> 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 so anyway, I just said, forget, let's go. And I and I said, ready? And we started the class. And you know what? They've never done it to me again. They've never done it.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel like we're over the Zoom hump. You know, people are used to it a little bit. And it was tough. Like, for the first, God, it's, like, been almost a year now. But, you know, it was a huge adjustment everybody was just like
1: oh i cried for two months i was so upset about it and now i love it no i love it like i'm realizing it used to be exhausting my first class that i taught on zoom it was an hour and a half class i had to take a three hour nap and so i invented what's called zoom shape you have to be in zoom shape right but now i'm realizing that you know i've got my remote mouse and i can flip back and forth between two screens and i can see everybody and i can rattle off corrections and i think i'm being more efficient and i don't know i don't think it's going to go away when we get back into the studio i'm not saying i'm not going back to the studio because i will but but i'm saying that there are benefits of this as well um, yeah Absolutely. you know my neighbor actually who's on zoom all day he t- also teaches for the university of michigan and he was talking about working with his graduate students and how he's got 14 of them. And with this particular class, what he said was he, they had an assignment that's due, like in three weeks. And he said, Okay, for this particular class, you're just gonna work on your assignment. And if you need me, you know, we'll go to a breakout room. And so that would happen. That one of them would say, Okay, and then they'd go to a breakout room and he, he'd say, Okay, share your screens, show me what you're working on. And and he would guide them and say, "Okay, I think you need to add this, or I think you need to delete this." And oh, this is a really good idea. And, then, and he and he did that. And I looked at him, and because we get together in the hallway, and because we can, because we're socially distanced, and thank goodness, I love my neighbors in my hallway. And I looked at him and I said, "Do you realize that?" I go, Andres, do you realize that you're gonna you're gonna do this a couple of times a semester when we are back in person? How been, you just learned a really phenomenal thing about from Zoom. That you were not incorporating in your classes prior to this. So yeah. and I've learned that the things we're concentrating on, and, and this is not gonna make sense for those of you that are not dancers, but I'm calling it get on your leg gear. When you're a dancer, you need to know how to stand on your leg and, and do things without fumbling. And there's a there's a there's a science to it. There's a there's a real calculation to it. It's just not a gift, it doesn't happen magically. Mm-hmm. And because we can't move, we can't move in great spaces that, you know, it's get on your leg gear. The other thing i told students is this. When the pandemic is over, I don't think Zoom's going away. I think that the first call on an audition could very well be on Zoom. And I said, so you've got to figure out how to be the person that gets the call back. You've got to be able to be the person that in the interview gets the job, right? The other thing I'm telling them is My eye was developed simply because, well, first of all, I think I had the best teachers in the entire world at National Valley School of Canada. But when I was injured and had to watch class, instead of being mopey about, well, I can't dance, I mean, I, every time the teacher said something, I looked and saw what the teacher was seeing. And I looked and saw what the teacher was seeing. And that developed my eye. And so I told them at the beginning of the year, when it's not your group, I want you glued to that screen, that screen. And I want you seeing what it is that I'm seeing. And I want you to listen and see how I'm correcting it. And I want you to see what it looks like when it's fixed. And I said, because when I need an assistant, I need to know that you have an eye like I do and I can trust you. So I think that those are three gigantic things that we're learning from Zoom that we would not necessarily have learned in the studio.
0: hmm Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. So those are two good rants, but it's really interesting how I really didn't realize how much I am like my Canadian mother in the way I run a room. Mm -hmm. So thanks, Jane. I appreciate you.
0: Well, on that note, uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. And we'll be back next week with more Behind the Bar with Judy Rice.
1: Bye. Bye.